lifted high the name of Jesus is lifted high in this place say the name of Jesus name of Jesus is lifted high lifted high the name of Jesus in this place in this place the name of Jesus the name of Jesus is lifted high the name of Jesus In this place, say the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus is lifted high, lifted high, it's lifted high. Say the name, Jesus is lifted. Say in this place. This place, no other name than the name of Jesus. No other name than the name of Jesus. No other name than the name of Jesus. No other name, no other say, no other name. No other name. No other name. No other name. No other, no other name. No other name can free us. No other name can break every chain. No other name. No other name. No other name can heal us. Hey, no other. Hey, the name of Jesus. Is lift, it's lifted on, lifted on in this place, this place, revival fire is coming down. Coming down, coming, say revival, revival, fire is coming down. In this place, the devil's lies are coming down, coming down, coming down the devil's lies are coming in this place in this place coronavirus is coming down coming down it's coming coronavirus 
is coming down hey, in this place, in this place. No hey. other name than the name of Jesus. No other name than the name of Jesus. No other name than the name of Jesus. No other name. No other name say no. No other name, 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 no no other name. Jesus, yeah. we praise you, 
Jesus. Hey, we thank you for your name. Hey, we praise you, Jesus. Hey, we lift your name on high. Hey, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is lived, lifted high. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is lived. In this place, in this place, we lift you up, Jesus. Yeah. You are Jehovah, and I worship you. You are Jehovah, and I glorify because there is no other, no other God like you. Your name be praised. You are Jehovah. You are Jehovah. Worship you. You are Jehovah. And I glorify. Because there is no one. No other God like you. Your name be praised. And I am. I am, which was in this and is to come. You're the light, you're the lamp. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Your train to the temple, for you are high and lifted up. Your name be praised. Say you, you are Jehovah, and I worship you. You are Jehovah. And I glorify because there is no other, no other God like you. Hey, your name be praised. I say you are Jehovah, and I worship you. Hey, you are Jehovah, and I glorify because there is no other. No other God like you. Hey, your name be praised. I am, I am, which was and is and is to come. You're the light, you're the lamp. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Your train be the temple for you are high and lifted up. Your name be praised. And lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of everybody. Say, lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name. Lift up the name. Say, lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name. Hey. Lift up the name. Name of Jesus. Lift up the name of your name. Your name. Be praised. Your name. Your name. Be praised. 
Jehovah. Hey. hey, we thank you for being. We lift you up in this place. We lift your name up in this place. Hey, we lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of. Say, lift up the name, name of Jesus. We lift up the name, lift up the name of. We lift up the name of Jesus. 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 When the Spirit of the Lord comes on my heart, I will dance like David dance. When the Spirit of the Lord comes on my heart, I will dance like David. Go and say, when the Spirit of the Lord comes on my heart, I will dance like David dance. When the Spirit. Say what never will alright cry out in my place. He's worthy. He's worthy, never will alright cry out in my place. He's worthy, he's worthy, never will alright cry out in my place. He's worthy, he's worthy. He's hey, never will alright cry out in my place. He's worthy, he's worthy, never will alright. Hey. Never will a rock cry out in my He is worthy. Never will a rock cry out in my place. He's worthy. Your name, your name be praised. Your name, your name be praised. One more time, say your, your name. Be praised. You are Jehovah. for being Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Whenever I need something, you are there. I thank you, Jesus. Hey, hey. Somebody ought to walk in your, in your circle and give them praise for being there for being there for you through every situation. We praise you, Jesus. Let's stir something in the atmosphere right now. Hey, we lift you up, Jesus. We praise your name. We praise your name. We praise your name. Hey. Somebody play in the spirit right now. We praise you, Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. We lift you up, Jesus. Hey, hey. We glorify your name. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name. We lift up your name. Sing it, congregation. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name. Lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. I'm lifting up the name of Jesus. Help me lift up the name of Jesus. I said to lift up the name of Jesus. To lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up the name of Jesus. 
We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. Yeah. When the Spirit of the Lord comes on my heart, I will dance like David dance. Say, when the Spirit of the Lord comes on my when the Spirit, when the Spirit of the Lord, Spirit of the Lord comes. Never would a rock cry out in my place. He's worthy. He's worthy. Never. Never, never. make that revival sound in this place right now make the sound of revival right now you are the revival that you wanted to start make the sound make the sound let it soak the earth right now in the name of Jesus we praise you Jesus we praise you we praise you we praise you. we praise your name Jesus Jacob, great I am, King of angels, Son of man. Say, voice, the song of heaven's throne. Hey. Y'all sound beautiful. Hell, hell, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar, hell, hell, lion of Judah. Let the lion, hey, hey, hell, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar. Let the lion roar, roar, roar. Pride of Zion, prophet spoke, our Messiah, flesh and bone, for you alone are worthy to open up the scroll, 
and like the lamb you suffer, but the lion has a roar. Hell, hell, lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Hell, hell, lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Hell, hell, lion of Judah, let the lion roar. Hell, hell, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar, roar, roar. Hey, prepare the way, prepare the way of the Lord, prepare the way, prepare the way. Prepare the way, say. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare the way. Prepare the way of the Lord. Oh, valley, be raised up. Oh, mountain, be made low. Oh, valley, be raised up. Oh, mountain, be made low. Oh, valley. Be raised up, oh mountain, be made low, oh valley, be raised up, oh mountain. Hell, hell, lion of Judah, let the lion sing it in the play. Hell, hell, lion of Judah. the thing about it is when a lion begins to roar it, be, it begins to send supernatural frequencies in the air so so when, I, when when the lion begins to roar healing starts to flow and deliverance starts to flow and he begins to break you out of mental prisons he breaks the spirit of suicide he breaks the spirit of depression when the lion begins to roar see a lion can be heard from a from a far distance and it begins to shatter the air so let me tell you something the devil has to be the prince of the air so as the lion begins to as the lion begins to roar he begins to stomp on the devil and he begins to destroy the devil's attacks so in other words anything he's ever done against you those attacks will fall off of you and the, and the devil's kingdom will begin to break and the walls will begin to fall down so as let's 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 let the lion roar let, let's let him send supernatural frequencies in our life because no weapon formed against me shall prosper no weapon formed against me shall prosper no weapon formed against my mind shall prosper hey so let's sing it say hell hell lion of judah let the lion Hell, hell, let the lion roar. Hell, hell, lion of Judah, let the lion. I said, hell, let the lion roar. 
Proverbs 28, 1 says, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Come on, the Proverbs 28, 1 says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And what God is doing in this season is he's raising up righteous folk who are bold as yes. lions. Yes. Come on, I said he's raising up folk who are bold as lions who won't sit back in times of crisis and in times of trouble complaining about everything around them but they take charge and they take authority and they say not on my watch not on my watch the righteous are as bold as lions we're going to do this song one more time and I want God to invade you with holy boldness right now say roar Let the lion roar, hell, hell, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar, hell, hell, lion of Judah. Let the lion roar, hell, hell, lion of Judah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, everybody. Come on. If you're the righteous, give him praise. If you're the bold, give him praise. If you're the one God's going to use to change the region, give him praise. Come on. Come on, give him a shout of praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We'll be the ones. We'll be the ones, God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Well, turn to your neighbor and say, good morning. It's good to see you. Glad you came to church. Glad you didn't sleep in. Glad you didn't watch online. But I'm glad you made it to the house of the Lord. Come on, tell them, I'm glad you made it. And give them a great big hug and you can be seated for a moment. Good morning, TGP. What an honor it is to roar with you this morning. 
I hope something has already been provoked in you and stirred and awakened. The sleeping giant that the world has caused or called the church is now awake and we will sleep no more. We will be quiet no more. You got to stir it up. What I'm always telling y'all, motion creates emotion. Stir it up. Stir it up. And we're going to have a good time here today. Everybody say yes. We have been praying over this meeting for weeks and months. We have prepared the way, Jesus, and he is ready, willing, and able to meet with every single one of you this morning into tonight, into your week, into your month, into your year, and into your life. Amen? It's an honor to have Apostle and Mrs. Malone with us this morning. I'm looking so forward to it. We just want to handle some things before we move on, and then we're going to come back for worship and word. Uh, everybody say it. Get excited. Get excited. Get involved the best is yet to come don't forget to join us tonight at six o'clock for an evening service with apostle malone it's going to be a good time we are going the extra mile amen and we will reap the fruits of that mile we will see the fruition of our labor come to pass in this community in our nation in our lives for the kingdom of god amen so please make sure you join us six o'clock bring somebody snatch them up just snatch them right up and bring them tell them you'll buy them a starbucks or something whatever you gotta do get them here amen don't forget june the 5th is sunday fun day everybody say sunday sunday fun day immediately after service we're going to barbecue we're going to have a bouncy house we're going to have a good time washers cornhole horseshoes checkers jenga whatever you got bring it we're going to have a good time now we're asking each family okay to bring a side enough for you and yours and a little bit of theirs okay if you want to throw something on the grill uh carlito uh sandra and carlito if you haven't met them yet uh, little allison y'all know allison everybody knows allison amen we bless you baby um he's gonna be grilling for us so if you want to bring some meat to throw on the grill you can do that i need three sponsors okay for drinks flatware plates and trimming so if you're interested in that please get with me yes ma'am and uh yes ma'am thank you and uh yes ma'am hey i got four can i get five where's five who's got five i got six who needs six i'm kidding but uh, it's gonna be a really really good time so make sure you join us for that immediately after service come picnic ready okay we're just gonna go cash that day totally cash i ain't gonna wear heels amen I know I can't help it, but make sure you join us for that. We had an amazing time at the Living Room uh, Friday night at Pastor Tana and Pastor Jacob's house. It was an amazing time. Y'all, we had 22 people on a Friday night. Amen. There were no games. There were no prizes. They just gathered to spend time with Jesus and to hear the word and to worship and love on him. And it was an amazing, amazing time. So keep your ear to the ground for the next living room gathering now we call it young adults but here's the deal because some people have asked it's basically for anybody past teenager to like what how do i say this our our silvered wisdom friends does that make sense so anybody in between teenager and just come we're not going to turn anybody away we miss mary was there we had teenagers there it was an amazing time so you're welcome you can come yes ma'am absolutely at this table there's a seat for everybody amen and then lastly don't forget revive conference is right around the corner that's in august we're going to be bringing you more details and information about that and ladies yes i forgot about that we're going to be going to galveston here pretty soon so make sure you watch the um yes amen jeff is excited come on somebody 
and the men's breakfast is scheduled for next Saturday, okay? I know I fired real quick this morning, but if you have any questions, let me know. Everybody say, get excited. Get involved. The best is yet to come. Well, amen. Let's go ahead and uh, see our tithing offering. So if you're ready to give, let's do that. If you need an offering envelope, raise your hand. I think we have some. No, we're out of them. Well, you're going to have to text to give, honey. And so um, that number is on the screen. And so uh, or you can always write a check to the gathering place. Thank you so much for giving. Amen. Aren't you glad you're able to give? Come on. I said, yeah. aren't you able to give? Aren't you glad? Come on. I'm glad to be able to put some money in the bucket. Amen. And so uh, we're going to sing a song here in a moment and uh, just come forward. There's buckets here. There's a receptacle in the back as well at the information booth so we thank you for that let's pray father we thank you so much that we're able to sow into your kingdom for kingdom expansion for such a time as this father we thank you that every need is blessed that everything that folks are are, are waiting for is already already theirs in jesus name and lord we just release your presence and power in greater levels in the name of jesus and everybody said Amen. You can give it this time again. Buckets here and one in the back. God bless you. Thank you so much. Once you're done giving, you can stand and you can worship with us. Also, we're going to have a love offering at the end of Apostle Ken's message today. So be ready to, to give for that as well. Say the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. He goes before me. Defender behind Say I won't fear I won't fear I'm filled with anointing See my cup's overflowing overflowing no weapon can harm me no weapon can harm me see I won't fear I won't be say hallelujah hallelujah I am not alone comfort say he's my comfort always holds me close so he always guides me he always guides me say through mountains and valleys and his joy is refreshing his joy is refreshing. Woo! Yes. And it restores my soul. Restores my soul. They say mercy and goodness. Mercy and goodness. It gives me the assurance. That I'll see his glory. Face to face, face to face. Say hallelujah, hallelujah. 
and you're my comfort sake he's my come and you always help me close one more time say hallelujah hey hallelujah i am not alone hey and he's my comfort Always was me. Oh. Say your spirit, say your spirit lives within me. So I will walk. Woo. Your spirit, your spirit lives in my feet. My, my feet. Say your spirit. Woo. So I will walk in your peace. Your spirit lives within me. My my say your spirit, your spirit lives within me. So I so I will walk in your your spirit, your spirit lives my feet, my feet, your spirit, your spirit. So I will walk. Walking on your spirit, spirit, my deed, my decree, hallelujah, I am not alone, and he, he is my comfort, always holds me. Help me close, hey, say hallelujah, hallelujah, I am not alone, hey, and he's my comfort, comfort, yes, you. Ah, ah, ah. 
Here's the power yours. Here's the glory forever all man yours. Here's the kingdom yours. Here's the power yours. Here's the glory forever. Come on, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom yours. Is the power yours? Is the glory forever? Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom. Yours. decree that to this morning. Let heaven come. Let heaven come. Come put your hand on your heart and say, let heaven come. Let heaven come. Oh, let heaven Yours is the kingdom. Oh, and we say yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory forever. Amen. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours. Here's the glow. Come on. Across the room. We say yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours. Forever and ever and ever. Oh, yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. Yours is the glory. Let heaven come. Let heaven come. Let heaven come. Let heaven come. Let heaven come.
Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for Apostle Ken Malone and for Forerunner Ministries. Father, we open up our hearts and our minds to the word of the Lord today. Lord, we ask you to speak prophetically and apostolically. Shift us into the next thing. Come on, say, shift me into my next. Father, we receive of this man of God today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, give the Lord a hand clap of praise and welcome Apostle Ken Malone to Southeast Texas. Right. How many of you love Jesus this morning? Amen. All right, you can be seated. We're so delighted to be here with you. We bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give the worship team a big hand, would you? They did an awesome job bringing us into the heavens. And we're just honored to be here in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? That means your praise is bigger. That means your gift is bigger. That means your destiny is bigger. That means your assignment is bigger. Hallelujah. And so we bring you greetings from the state of Florida. You know, Florida and Texas really are connected. They're, they're not really separate. They're connected because te the heart of Texas and the heart of, the, of Florida is pretty much the same. And, uh, and so we just feel right at home this morning. And uh, my desire is to do what Paul said in Romans 1, is to release an impartation to you. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, I want Cheryl, my wife, to stand. This is my wife of uh, almost 49 years. It'll be 49 September 6th. And uh, so we've been running together for about 51 years. And uh, so anyway, it's just an honor to do life with her. We have four kids and eight grandkids. Possibly another one here pretty soon. I hope so. And, uh, and so, because grandkids are a lot of fun. If you have them, you know what I mean. How many of you know what I mean? Amen. Grandkids are a lot of fun. We should have had those first. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, because they are so much fun. Listen, I want to bless you this morning. Just um, I'm going to share briefly about the river of God. I'm glad we're near a river. When I saw the river on the way in here, I knew that we were right on target with what to share this morning about his river flowing from heaven into your life in Jesus' name. And so recently we did some meetings in Red, at the Red River Meeting House in Kentucky and in Cane Ridge, Kentucky. How many of you have heard of these places? A few of you. Most of you haven't. Red River Meeting House is where in 1798, the Spirit of God broke out in the Second Great Awakening. It's in a place called Adairsville, Kentucky. It's about an hour and a half north of Nashville. And, uh, and this breaking out of the Holy Ghost came among Presbyterian believers. And these Presbyterians were so saturated with the presence of God that they began to manifest the Holy Spirit in their life. And they would be in these services, and this is the first time it happened to them, they would start shaking under the power of the Holy Spirit. 
the Lord began baptizing them in the Holy Ghost. They began speaking in tongues. They had never heard of this. And actually, the leaders there at the Red River Meeting House didn't know what to do with it. Pastor James McGreedy was the pastor there. And uh, he called one of the elders out on the front porch of the church when this first began to happen and said, what do we do? Because everybody in the building, and that building was probably the half, half the size of this, everybody in the building were shaken under the power of the Holy Spirit because the river of God had come into the Red River Meeting House. God began manifesting there in a powerful way Thousands came to the Lord, and Pastor McGreedy and this elder decided, if this is not of God, it will stop, but if it is, we can't stop it. And so they let it alone, and it just continued, and it growed, and it growed, and it growed. The story I'm about to tell you was given to me, first by a pastor in Adairville, Kentucky, and secondly, this story was told to me by Ricky Skaggs. And in this story, when the revival broke out, there was a man on his horse who crossed the Red River going north. When he got to the north side of the river, God knocked him off of his horse. And he lay on the ground and couldn't move. And he couldn't talk. And an elder in the church saw this and came down to talk to him and see, what it, see if he was okay. And as he talked to him, he began to discern that this man had been knocked off his horse by God. The man was laid there paralyzed to the ground and couldn't utter a word. And the man said to him, he said, I believe if you give your heart and life to Jesus, God will let you up. He said, mm-mm. So he left him there. The next day, the man comes back, he's still laying there. And the guy says to him, he says, are you ready to give your heart and life to Jesus? If you do, I believe that the Lord will let you up. He said, mm-mm. Third day comes about round. Horses grazing in the pasture, drinking out of the Red River. And he says to the man, I believe, mm-hmm. <laughs> Took him three days, but he gave his heart to the Lord. And the Lord immediately released him from the ground, led him up. He began talking, hopped on his horse, and began to turn and go back south across the Red River. The man from the meeting house said, hey, stop where you're going. You've got to come up here and testify what the Lord has done. He said, no, you don't understand. Three days ago, I robbed a bank in Nashville, and I'm going to turn myself in and give the money back. You see, real revival is marked by the transformation of souls. It's not marked by how many people fall on the floor or how many people are shaking, but it's marked by the salvation of souls. And one of the things that the river of God does is it, as it is released into your life and released out of your life, it brings a transformation to all of those who are around you. Because that river that's on the inside of you that Jesus talked about would be a rivers of living water. That river has the power not only to transform your life, but to transform the lives of those people around you. And so God is going to bust open here 
here this weekend with his river. He's going to release a river in you. Some of you have had dams in your river and you've been stopped up. It's time to break the dam wall. I said that on purpose. That wall has to be broken in your life to where the river of God is flowing and you're flowing with the river. In Revelation 22.1, it talks about the river of life and it says, Then he showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Now stop thinking about eschatology when you read Revelation. And start thinking about the revelation of Jesus Christ. Because that's what John said that it was. The revelation of Jesus. It wasn't about the revelation of the rapture. It was the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he said, God showed me a river, a water of life, that's clear as crystal, coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Dutch Sheets has a book, and by the way, it's good to see Jessica. We connected when she used to be in Colorado Springs, and we connected years and years ago. Uh, she was barely out of being a teenager when we connected, and it's so good to be with you, Jessica. Uh, Dutch Sheets has a book called The River. If you've never read it, you need to purchase it and read that book on the river. The first chapter is about a vision that he had when God took him into the river of life. And begin showing him things that we are to walk in and live in while we're here. You see, the river of life today is flowing and it's flowing forth. For, uh, for, flowing forth. And when we were in the Red River Meeting House and at Cane Ridge, the river really began manifesting in that place. When we was at the Red River Meeting House, and that place probably will hold 50 people comfort, comfortably, we had close to 200 people. And they were all stacked in there, and some of them were outside. I imagine that's how it was when God was flowing there. And people began manifesting the Holy Spirit as this river began flowing at both Red River and at Cane Ridge. Now, in 1801, the move of God shifted from the Red River Meeting House over to Cane Ridge where the pastor Barton Stone was leading that. He had the same issues. He was Presbyterian, not Pentecostal, and the people began manifesting the Holy Spirit. 25,000 people showed up to this revival, shaken under the power of the Holy Ghost. The newspaper reporters would come down out of Lexington to try to write about it and mock it. And if they got too close to the river, they started shaking too. There would be preachers who would come from surrounding areas that had come there to mock the revival that God was doing. And if they got too close, they shook under the power of the Holy Spirit. And there would be a preacher over here on a stump preaching to 50. Another one over here preaching to 100. Another one over here on a rock preaching to 40 or 50. And that's how they got the message out. There was a black man by the name of Bones who would climb up into a tree and preach to the uh, black slaves of that day. And so nobody was left out. 
God was moving miraculously under the power of the Holy Spirit. You see, that river is still flowing here today. I've been to both of these places. We went to both of these places back in April and in May. And we also went all the way out to Azusa Street to jump into that river as well. So in one week time, we were at the Red River Meeting House, Cane Ridge Meeting House, and Azusa Street out in California all at one time so that we could begin drinking from the river that God has deposited in America. You see, America has been birthed in revival. In 1776, the first great awakening was taking place during that time where thousands came to Jesus Christ. We were birthed under a prayer movement called an appeal to heaven. Dutch flies the flag all the time. You see, we have a rich heritage in this land. And don't you ever think that God is going to turn America over to the devil. You do not know the same God that I do if you believe that America's going to hell in a handbasket because the God that I serve is a merciful God. He's a gracious God and He is a God of covenant. And America shall be saved. Hallelujah. We have to believe differently. We have to think differently. We can't think that our neighborhood's going to hell. We got to start thinking about it going to heaven and praying about it going to heaven, talking about it going to heaven. Glory to God. Have your Bibles or your phone or your tablet. Go with me to Ezekiel 47. Now I like, personally I like Bible better than I do the phone or the tablet. This is a brand new one because the one I really love is falling apart. And, uh, and I've got to get it rebound. We're going to go to Ezekiel 47. And talk about the river that God talked about there. It says, Then he brought me back to the door of the house. And behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east. For the house faced east. And water was flowing down from under, from the right side of the house, from south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate. And led me around on the outside to the outer gate by way of the gate that faces east. And behold, water was trickling. Say trickling. And this is an important word right here. Trickling from the south side. I've got a little ringing up here in the, that I'm hearing in my voice in the speakers there. If you could fix that for me. Appreciate it so much. And it's, verse 3 says, when the man went out toward the east, much better. With a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubics, and he led me through the water, water reaching the ankles. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, waters reaching the knees. Again, he measured a thousand and led me through the water, water reaching the loins. Again, he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not ford. For the water had risen enough to swim in a river that could not be forded. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, the bank of the river, there were very many trees on one side and on the other. Then he said to me, These waters go out toward the eastern region and go down toward Arabah. 
Then they go toward the sea being made to flow into the sea. And the waters of the sea became fresh. It will come about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be very many fish for these waters go there and the others become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. And it will come about that fishermen will stand beside it. From Engedi to Eniglam, there will be a place for the spreading of nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. By the river on its bank, one side and the other, will grow all kind of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because their waters flow from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. One of the things I want you to see is that this river is actually God himself because the river flows from the sanctuary. There's several things that I've often discussed with people one is the river is God, and you can't separate the river from God. That is who he is. Another one is, is that people tell me all the time that you should only seek the, the giver, not the gifts. When they talk about the gifts of the Holy Ghost, they will say, you only seek the giver, you never seek the gifts. I beg to differ, because the gifts are one with Holy Spirit. You cannot separate tongues from the Holy Ghost. You cannot separate healing from the Holy Spirit. And you have to understand that they're both are one. So when I begin, and, and not only that, but Paul told the Corinth church to seek earnestly the best gifts. To go after them. Because when you do, you're going after Holy Spirit. And I hope that sets some of you free because it does me. Hallelujah. So that river actually is God himself. We're going to look right now at the natural benefits of a river. Cheryl and I grew up in the same town uh, from Demopolis, Alabama, and uh, we went to high school together. The way that I connected with her was I borrowed typing paper from her in the 10th grade. And she talked to me, and I was a very shy person at that time. I took an F on every oral book report because I was afraid to stand in front of people. So I had a spirit of fear, but she would talk to me. So the next day, guess what I did? I borrowed typing paper. That entire year, I never bought one sheet of typing paper. Why would you when a sweet thing like that's talking to you? And that's how we got connected. And, uh, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way, baby. But there, we grew up in a town that had two major arteries of river flowing in, into, through the town. One of them was the Tom Bigby River, which flows from the Tennessee River all the way down to Mobile Bay. And the other one is called the Black Warrior River, and it flowed from north of Birmingham all the way down to the Tom Bigby where it intersected. It was major barge traffic. Uh, she and I used to fish that river when we first got saved, when we first got married. And because I wasn't saved, I fished or either hunted every single day of my life for the first two years of our marriage and the only way she could see me is if she went fishing with me and so she did and uh and 
Then we got saved and I laid that idol down, put it on the altar, both the idols. Nothing wrong with fishing, nothing wrong with hunting, if you have your priorities in order. And so we would go fishing and we would catch these big old fish. And I watched the river move and go up and down and flood and, and go down real low. It flooded one year in 79 that it got so close to my grandmother's house, we thought we was going to have to move her out. And, but thankfully it crested just before getting to her house. One year when I was still a sinner, I had gone fishing. I was running trot lines, and I caught two catfish about that long, just enough for Cheryl and I to have for dinner that night. And I come back to the boat landing, and I'm bringing my boat out of the water, and this old man, he's walking with a cane, walks up to me, and he said, is that your catch? And I said, yeah. He said, how much you take for that? I said, I'm not selling that. I'm going to cook that tonight, and my wife and I are going to have fresh fish. And uh, he said, well, I'll be glad to buy them. I said, no, you can't buy them. I'm not selling them to you. So I got my boat out of the water and started driving off, and the Lord spoke to me. Now I was still a sinner, but God does speak to sinners. He spoke to me and said, if you give him those fish, I'm going to bless you. And I knew it was the voice of God, so I turned around, and I caught, run him down, and I said, hey, I want to give you these fish. How much? He said, I said, nothing. You can have them. So the next day, I go running my trot lines, and I caught two sea monsters. Catfish with a head as big as this right here. They stood up about this high off the ground. Two of them. I'll never will forget pulling them in the boat. Getting, I, I'd never seen a catfish this big. When I pulled the trot line up, it was so big that I dropped it because I'd never seen that big of a catfish in my life. And I got both of them in the boat, and I began telling people as a sinner how God had blessed me because I gave away two little bitty fish. That's why... I, if you give, it'll always come back to you. Glory to God. But there's natural benefits of the river. Rivers are very expedient in many ways. They often are used to generate electricity, providing food and domestic purposes. Not to mention they act as a source of tourist attraction. They have domestic purposes which... Water from the river is mainly used for washing, bathing, and cooking. Provide a steady supply of food to people since people consume fish, which is thought to have many healing properties. It has been proven to help and improve heart health and immune system. It provides for fertile soil. It provides for transport. It provides for irrigation purposes. I've watched rivers do all of these things. It generates electricity, and it's a great tourist attraction because we spent many hours on the river either swimming or fishing or boating, something like that. And so it has many purposes in it, but we're going to look at the spiritual purposes today of God's river out of Ezekiel 47. This river, if you're taking notes, number one, this river flows from the temple. It flows from the house of God, and Yahweh is that river. That river flows from him, but in Ezekiel 47, that river starts out with a trickle. 
That word trickle there in the Hebrew, it means winter torrent. And it actually is like the melting of snow at the top of a mountain. That when spring comes and it begins to melt, it's just a little trickle. But as the, as the air warms and you go down the mountain, what was a trickle all of a sudden becomes a river. It starts out as a trickle and it's flowing and it has movement. It comes from under the threshold of the house of God. I believe when the writer here has talked about the waters were ankle deep, I believe that is the invitation to sinners to come and get in. The invitation is only ankle deep. But if you'll get in ankle deep, you'll begin to have refreshing going on in your life. Everything about you will start to change even when you get ankle deep. Come on, somebody. So it's an invitation that's made to the sinner. I had that invitation made to me in 1976 when I gave my heart and life to Jesus. January 17th, there was an invitation to come in ankle deep. We were Baptists. That's as deep as we could go. And I made that call, that invitation to come get in the river. Even though it was just ankle deep. Something happened to my life. I was literally transformed. Cheryl can tell you, the people I work with at the paper mill in Alabama can tell you, that something happened to me where one day... I had been cursing like a sailor, and in Alabama it's cussing, it's not cursing. That's the way it is in Texas too. <laughs> and the next day, I couldn't find a cuss word in my mouth. There had been a transformation even from ankle deep water. That's why it's important that your family gets into the ankle deep water. Let them in. Listen to this about your family. Those of you that have unsaved loved ones that have prodigals, stop talking to them like a sinner and start talking to them like a believer. Start telling them how good God is and what God can do in their life. Don't condemn them, abuse them, and put them down. Invite them into the ankle deep water. That ankle deep water for Cheryl and I, just a few months later, turned into knee deep. We got filled with the Holy Ghost. Began speaking in tongues. Uh-oh, is right. And we're in the Baptist Bible Belt of Alabama. We didn't do that in church except our oldest daughter, who was two at the time, started giving us away. Because she would sit on the front row while they're singing, I'll fly away. And she's raising her hands like this. She's saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. She was giving it away where we had been. And it wasn't long after that, that the pastor of the church came to visit us. And when he came, he brought one of our friends that attended that church. Uh-oh. And he said, I hear that you've been going to meetings where they speak in tongues. And I said, yes, sir. I'm 21 years old. Wet behind the ears. And I said, yes, sir, I have. He said, well, you know that's of the devil, don't you? And I said, no, I don't think that it is. Now, see, he introduced me 
to the baptism of the Holy Ghost, this Baptist preacher. He introduced it to me by teaching a training union lesson that speaking in tongues was of the devil. And I had sense enough to know to go home, and I never take a preacher's word for it. I study the scriptures, and I open the Bible, and I would tell Cheryl, I said, Cheryl, this is wrong. What he's saying is wrong. Nowhere in the Bible does it say it's of the devil. I said to her, he's taking scripture out of context. So the next training union lesson, I did the unpardonable sin. I challenged him in the middle of the training union class. I wouldn't recommend that. I would probably, I have more wisdom now, I wouldn't do that again. But back to him being at our house, he's at our house and he says to me, he says, uh, do you speak in tongues? I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, well, you're of the devil and tongues is of the devil. And I'm sitting there just having a great time because the joy of the Lord is so in me. I've got the river of God flowing through me. And then my wife, she spoke up. She said, well, I don't speak in tongues. But how can the devil give you something that has caused him to love his wife more, to love his kids more, to read his Bible more, and just having life abundantly? He didn't have an answer. This is what he said. I don't know, but he does. How can the devil give you something like that? But see, I was in knee-deep water. Cheryl was in knee-deep water. And we were never traumatized over getting kicked out of the Baptist church in Octagon, Alabama. I don't know what it is about everybody getting offended today. They get offended over every little bitty thing going on. I'm going to tell you something. If you get in the river, you won't have, you won't have offense. You won't have any offense. Bible says, happier are they that love the law, and in nothing shall they be offended. You need to break offense off of you. you need, listen, last year, or, yeah, last year, the, the, I got so wrapped in God's love. October the 12th, one evening the Lord visited me. And for three hours he wrapped me and embraced me in his love. And he began breaking off things that, ideologies that I had, things that I was holding on to. He began breaking them off of me because of his love. We held a conference that week with Dutch. Chuck was supposed to be there, but he wasn't there. And in Tallahassee. And then the following week, she had to go to St. Pete with our granddaughter. And two nights in a row, Holy Spirit woke me up at 1.30 a.m. The first night was from 1.30 a.m. to 12.30 the next day. I sat with the refiner and his fire. And God began refining offenses out of my life. Things that had held me back. And, I, and then the second night, thankfully it only lasted from 1.30 to 6.30. But the second night he did the same thing. I sat down with the refiner and his fire so that he can purify me for the, th for the journey that's ahead. And I started calling the, the, on Tuesday of that week. I started the following week. I started calling people that lived away from where I did. And I started making things right. I said, listen, forgive me for, for walking away from the relationship that we had. 
It wasn't about who was right or who was wrong. It was about making reconciliation. And I made reconciliation with everybody the Lord told me to reconcile with. And listen, I'm back into deeper waters now because when you get all that stuff off of you, you're getting deeper waters. When, you, when you're carrying that weight of, of offenses and you've walked away from relationship, and I know why the Lord took me this way. You, you start walking away from relationship. What happens is you're no longer in the water. You're going through dry places. You, because you're walking in offense. You may have an offense with someone from 20 years ago. You don't want anything to do with them. You even make statements. I want nothing to do with them. You're walking in the offense that God wants you to begin to release and give back to the Lord. and Say, hey, I'm not walking in this offense any longer. I'm not walking this way any longer. Because I'm telling you, that right there is not of the Lord. Walking in offense is not of the Brother Ken, you don't know what they did to me. I don't care what they did. You see, too many of us are living life in baggage claim. And we watch our bags go around the belt of life. And we'll say, you see that black bag coming there? That's mine. And that's the offense I had toward the last pastor at the church I was in. Watch it go by. You see that green bag coming there? That green bag is what my sister did to me. And the next one is what my daddy did to me. And we live an entire life in baggage claim. It's as if though when we talk about our offenses, we're holding them up as trophies and say, hey, look at this offense here. And these are not trophies. These are not trophies. These are things that have burdens that have weighed you down, that have kept you from moving forward, that keeps you from hearing the voice of the Lord that keeps you from walking in the fullness of what Holy Spirit has for you and you need to break those things out of your life in Jesus name I was in Lebanon Tennessee about 12 years ago preaching in a church and I had talked about healing and then when I gave an altar call there was a 30 year old man who came down front on a walker he was pushing his walker his wife was walking behind him he got down there and I said, son, what's, what's wrong? He said, I have rheumatoid arthritis in my knee and my knee is twisted. Now, this 30-year-old man was on disability at 30 years of age, couldn't work. You could literally, he pulled his pants tight and you could see that his whole knee was twisted. It's like his, his leg went like this. Wow. And he couldn't walk on it. And as I'm getting ready to lay hands on him and pray for him, the Holy Spirit said, tell him that sometimes rheumatoid arthritis is caused by unforgiveness. So I did. I told him. And this man began weeping and crying profusely. I mean, it was just huge tears, sobbing. His wife said, honey, what's wrong with you? He looked up at her and said, I have unforgiveness toward my dad. And I said, son, are you ready to forgive your dad? He said, yes, I am. And I led him. I taught him how to pray. I led him in a prayer of forgiveness. Now, this, folks, this blew my mind. I never laid a hand on him. I watched as that knee went back into alignment to where it was supposed to be. He walked out that night. Literally, when that happened right then, he started running back and forth across the front. When he walked out that night, he walked out without the walker. 
and his wife was pushing the walker behind him. You see, it doesn't, it doesn't do you good to carry unforgiveness. It doesn't do you good to carry offense within your life. You need to let that go. And nobody wants to hear about your offense. Nobody wants to hear about the pastor that wounded you two years ago. Nobody wants to hear about, you know, what somebody did to you ten years ago. Nobody wants to hear about that. They want to hear about the real Jesus who lives on the inside of you. That's a good word there. I don't care where you come from. Praise God. You see, Cheryl and I had gone into knee-deep. We're going deeper. And we just went deeper, too. And I hope that you'll release any offense. And those of you that are watching, I'm assuming we're online. I'm praying that you release offense, offense as well. Psalms 42.7 says, Deep calls into deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. You see, the setting for Psalms 47 is relationship with Yahweh, or, or actually Ezekiel 47, is relationship with Yahweh. Psalms 42, 13 says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they saved to me all day long where is your God listen to this you God is calling you into a deeper more saturated life with him to where you have released and let go of of this life and have exchanged it for his I, I I'm amazed at one of our spiritual daughters she's our oldest spiritual daughter her name is Wendy we've known her since we moved to Florida which was in 88 have run with her I've never seen her as close to the father as she is right now. She stayed with us a couple of day, a couple of weeks ago. And I've never seen her this close to the Lord. And she said, I spent all of last year exchanging my life for his. She spends probably two hours a day in prayer and intercession. She's just going after the things of God. And, and if I call her on... I raised her up to be a prophet, so if I'm needing a prophet at word, I call her. And so, if I call her up and I'm whining about something, she don't say, let's pray. The next sentence out of her mouth is a sentence of prayer. She's off. She's not allowing me to bring her down into that pit that I'm in. She immediately grabs hold of me and starts bringing me out. Come on, somebody. Get close to the Lord. Spend your time talking in tongues. Go after him talking in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Speaking in tongues is the language of the kingdom of God. Amen. You may not know what you're saying, but the Lord knows. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 that when a man speaks unto God... He speaks in, when he speaks in tongues, he speaks unto God and not unto men. God knows exactly what you're saying. So listen to this. This man brings Ezekiel into loin deep up here. This is for cleansing, refreshing, and renewal. When you get up this deep, you start allowing the river to begin to touch your life where it refreshes you, it renews you, and it cleanses you. 
Psalms 46, 4, I mentioned this to you last night. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. There is a river that has many streams in it that makes glad the city of our God. And again, don't think eschatology. You and I, we're the city of God. It makes that city glad. That's why Cheryl and I were able to smile at the Baptist pastor as he was kicking us out of the church. Because we were in the stream. We were in the river. Amen. See, if, when your boss fires you, if you're in the river, it won't matter. You know he'll have a job for you before the day is out. One of my other spiritual daughters called me a few years ago. She had just gotten fired. I was actually driving to Ocala, Florida to do a meeting. And I'm driving up there. She calls me up. Her name is Gigi, an incredible worship leader. She said, I, I just need prayer. I got fired from my job today. And I said, well, that's not a problem. Let's pray. So we pray. I go and I do the meeting. While I'm preaching, the Lord, Holy Spirit speaks to me and said, call her on your way home and tell her I've got this. And so I called her. When the meeting was over, I hopped in my truck, was heading south, and I called her up. It's about 1030 at night. I'm glad I didn't wake her up. And I said, I have a word for you. God's got this. And she started shouting on the other side of the phone. She said, I pulled up behind a car today in Tampa just after I talked to you. And the tag said, he's got this. You see, God has this. Nobody likes the gas prices. I was last week I was getting ready to fill up with gas and I was about to complain and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says to me, Don't you have the money for this? Amen. I said, What? Can't I complain? No, he said, Don't you have the money for this? If an inflation is an issue, just ask God for more money. <laughs> I heard there was a recession, but I decided not to participate. In the river. <laughs> you see, in Psalms 46, 4, out of the Passion Translation, says, God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God Most High into his holy dwelling places. The river cleanses impurities of the world out of your life, the river, the depth of it prepares us for the next level. We're in the loin deep level preparing us for the next level. Guess what the next level is? It's the saving of nations. It's the salvation of states. It's a harvest of souls like we have never seen before. There's a harvest coming where this place is going to fill up overnight. And you won't be able to have just one service here. We have seen this happen. It happened in Manchester, Kentucky. Who has heard of the revival in Manchester, Kentucky? You've heard of it? Happened in 2003. Manchester, Kentucky, Clay County, Kentucky was the meth capital of the world at that time per capita. And there were two pastors, Ken Bolin, a Baptist pastor, and Doug Abner, Pentecostal pastor. These two men got together and started crying out to God for their city, for their county, 
they laid aside their agenda of growing their local church to call on God to come and visit them. As these men began to call on the Lord, God began moving in. There's a, there's a video called Appalachian Dawn. You can order it off of Amazon. It's not live stream. You'll have to get the DVD. And in this movie, these two men begin praying. The next thing you see happening is that there's prayer meeting going on Saturday mornings in the church with 150 people in attendance from all over the county. And Doug Abner told me, he says, Ken, there were always a half dozen people there who were not saved because they were searching for answers. They had kids. Everybody knew somebody that was on drugs. And so God gave Ken Bolin, the Baptist pastor, a dream. Now, you're supposed to give these dreams to Pentecostal people, but he gave it to the Baptist pastor. And in this dream, Ken saw them doing a march through the middle of the county seat, Manchester, with thousands of people in attendance, holding up signs, Jesus is Lord over Clay County, no more drugs in this county. And so they began planning the march. There was a young lady by the name of Karen Engel who was working with them at the time. She was head of the drug task force, and she was funneling to them information for intercession. And so they began planning this march. The day of the march come is in May of 2003. I don't remember the exact day. And it's pouring down rain. And Karen Engel calls up Doug Abner and says, there's no use in holding the march. It's pouring down rain. And Doug said to her, do drug dealers not deal drugs in the rain? And she said, I'll be right there. And so they started at 10 o'clock, the time they were supposed to start. And they had 25 people, totally unlike the dream that Ken had had. But they stayed faithful to the dream that God had given them of having a county free of drugs. And so they started the march. The march was an all-day thing. They were stopped at different areas, listen to somebody preach, listen to singing, listen to somebody giving a testimony. And they started, and about 1 p.m., something happened in Clay County. Everything shifted. It continued to pour down rain, but 3,500 people came to the march. All because a group of 25 tried to, decided to stay faithful. They could have all said, let's don't do this. I don't want to be in the rain. It's too inconvenient. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people today that are serving God out of convenience. And they won't do anything if it inconveniences them anymore. We have raised up a real wimpy society today. And we won't do anything if it inconveniences us. We won't go to church. We won't pray for our neighbor, go to the hospital and visit somebody if it inconveniences you. Let me tell you something. On the other side of inconvenience, there's a glory to be had that you'll never see on this side of inconvenience because it requires many times for you and I to go through the furnace, for you and I to get to the other side so that we begin experiencing the glory of Almighty God. Hallelujah. So the march is going. 
That day it ends at 4 p.m. in the park. I've been there, prayed there. With 63 pastors from the county repenting for having an agenda for their local church and not caring at all about their county. Doug Abner will tell you that when the 63rd pastor repented, the oppression that had been on the county since the days of Daniel Boone immediately lifted. Everything began to change. Within two weeks, every church in the county filled to overcapacity. Former drug dealers got saved. Drug dealers, prostitutes saved. Those who were doing drugs saved. Many of them saved and delivered all at one time. And again and again and again this was happening. Some of the religious people didn't like it. Doug Abner lost in one week lost 50% of his original congregation and entire worship team because they didn't want to go to church with former drug dealers and drug addicts and prostitutes and homosexuals. Come on, somebody. When revival hits, then people are going to come into the church. They're not going to look like you. We're all churchy looking this morning. They're going to have rings everywhere you can put a ring, tattoos everywhere you can put a tattoo. They're going to walk in the church and maybe say a curse word because they haven't been discipled. What are you going to do then? Are you going to wait for the glory to fall so that God begins changing their life? Are you going to let the religious demons begin manifesting in you to where you say, I don't want to go to church with them? I will. Thank you, Lord. Not only did thousands of people come to the Lord, the land responded. They had no fishes in their tributaries and river because they had all left because of sin. These are sins going all the way back to Daniel Boone. This town is in the middle of Daniel Boone Forest. When the transformation came, all the fish returned. See, we have Restrictions on our fishing. Now, I'm sure you do here in Texas. Restrictions on fishing because we've lost all the fish. We haven't lost any fish. They've just left because of sin. All the fish came back to their tributaries. Not only that, they didn't have any white-tailed deer in Clay County. The hunter said, I can't remember the last time we saw a white-tailed deer. All of a sudden, the white-tailed deer returned in abundance. But not only that. And this was not by management. They have the largest elk herd east of the Mississippi River. Unheard of. Because they all returned. You can drive through in the afternoon and see the elk grazing out in the pastures. Judges went to jail. One representative went to jail. State representative. One pastor went to jail because he was funneling, laundering the drug money through his church. Hundreds of drug dealers went to jail. God redeemed an entire county. He can do it. He's looking for people like you and I who will devote themselves to bringing God into the community. And if you go into Clay County today or you go into Manchester... And you come across someone that says, what happened in May of 2003? They will tell you, that's the day that God came to town. That's the term that they use. He came to them. 
transform them, change their life. You see, God is, we're going beyond today. We're going beyond with the movement of healing. There's a healing movement that's coming that's going to be unlike anything the voice of healing ever experienced. We're going to see thousands healed at one time. A few years ago, they had the send in, in Orlando. And I didn't see this, but Wendy, our spiritual daughter, saw this. Todd White was up speaking, and he was, had a word of knowledge about people who were cutting themselves. And Wendy said a little girl next to her all of a sudden began screaming as she looked on her arms and the cuts marks that she had made in her arms began to disappear. As God began touching her life and transforming her, not only transforming her on the inside, but removing the trauma of what she had called naturally to, caused naturally to her life. You see, there's a healing movement coming. There's a healing of history that is coming also. God is healing our history even as we speak right now. And He's healing the nations. I mentioned to Pastor John yesterday, I believe that in the United States of America, just like the Bible talks about goat nations and sheep nations, I believe in America we have goat states and sheep states. I believe that Texas is a sheep state. I believe that Florida is a sheep state. There are other places that are sheep states as well. You've got South Carolina that's a sheep state. Tennessee, Arkansas, all of these are sheep states. Mississippi, Louisiana. And God is calling these sheep in this region to begin crying out to the Lord to begin to save America. It doesn't take everybody. It just takes a few dedicated people who will call upon the name of the Lord and God's going to bring healing to America. He's going to transform this land. You see, where the river flows, everything that lives. You and I need to think life, not death. Don't think legalistic. Several years ago, 2011 began to be exact. I had some heart issues in my life. I have no blockages. I'm 66 years old. And I just had uh, a catheterization done back in January. I had, have zero blockages. And in the midst of going through that, Job's friends come by while I'm in ICU and starts talking to Cheryl about me dying. And she immediately rose up and said, if you can't change this conversation... Leave here and do not come back. And this woman would get over me every day. She would crawl up in my bed and I see you and she would straddle me and she would quote Psalms 118 verse 17. You're going to live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. You're all, you always need somebody that will stand with you and speak life over you, not death. Get rid of the people who are speaking death. We don't need them around but people who are speaking life and life more abundantly. Don't think legalistic. I have people all the time that write me and they'll say, we will never have revival in the church because there's too much sin in it. What do you mean? Why did Jesus die? You're thinking legalistically. And I have guys that tell me all the time, here's the 10 steps to revival. If you do these, then you're going to have revival. I'm thinking, why do we have to go through all these steps? It's like having to go through the Moses commandments, Moses law. You got to do all this to have Jesus came and suffered. So I didn't have to do all that stuff 
praise God. I'm, uh, I don't like legalism. I do not like it. The Bible says it's by grace that we're saved. Ephesians 2.8 Through faith, that not of ourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You need to think grace. 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 Grace is what's going to save your neighbor. Grace is what's going to bring the prodigal home to the Father. It's not going to be our judgment. And we need to think mercy. The mercy of God is new every morning. Think restoration. Think of God restoring your region and territory. Yesterday afternoon when I got here, I began looking on the computer to try to find out if there was a historic move of God in this region. I didn't find anything. And I'm not going to find anything. Why don't you decide to make one? You know, I went to Red River and Cane Ridge. I've been to Moravian Falls. I love Moravian Falls. I've gone there and had angel visitations at Moravian Falls. Taken people with us there two years in a row. Some of them had angel visitations. And, uh, and it's just a powerful place. And I come back from Moravian Falls and the Lord said to me, why don't you dig a well where you are? And so we started well digging. See, the Moravians had a 100-year, 24-7 prayer meeting that didn't stop for over 100 years. It started in Germany. Then they came here because of persecution. And they first tried to settle in Savannah, Georgia, but there was division among them. So they went from there to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and they birthed the city of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. The Moravians did. Then they came down to the Moravian Falls area, and they birthed the city of Salem, North Carolina. Today it's known as Winston-Salem. The Moravians gave birth to that. And you go up into that region and territory, if you have any sensitivity at all to the Lord, you're going to begin to experience things like you've never experienced before. But I'm thinking, why don't we dig a well right here in Texas? Maybe there's not been a historic move of God. Why can't there be? It can be. It can be. It can happen. Just people who... You know how that... The Second Great Awakening started at Red River. You know how it happened. There was a lady who went and parked herself there. In the middle of the woods in this little meeting house. Only what She brought water with her. There's only facilities as an outhouse. And she parked herself and she said, God, I'm not leaving until you begin bringing revival. And she was serious. And two weeks into her prayer and intercession, Revival broke out because she became a conduit for the Lord to come into that place. Not only that, here's another aspect of the river, and then I'm, we're going to pray. And that's fishing. The most powerfully evangelistic movement is approaching us right now. I'm not talking about men or women blowing in here, blowing up and blowing out. I'm talking about you leading neighborhoods to the Lord. You leading an entire Walmart to Jesus. I've often dreamed of what it would be like 
if Matthew 10 occurred at Walmart. This is where Jesus gave his disciples over death and sickness and demons. And they went out and experienced all of that. And I'm thinking that one day in the Matthew 10 aisle of Walmart, somebody's going to be standing behind you who's dying of cancer. And they're going to say, tell you, I'm dying of cancer. And you're not even going to ask them, to, can I pray for you? You're just going to turn around and lay hands on them and that cancer is going to leave them immediately and new life is going to spring out of them. Or there may be somebody in a wheelchair or one of those electric carts that they're going through the grocery store and all of a sudden the Spirit of God rises within you and you go fishing. And you pray for that person in the cart and that person gets out of that cart, begins walking and leaping and praising God just like they did in Acts 3. You see, I'm believing God for a 10 million soul harvest in Florida. We have almost 23 million people in the state. And God, I was praying for a million soul harvest, and the Lord says, you're praying too small. I'm praying for a 10 million soul harvest in the state of Florida. Bob Jones, the prophet Bob Jones, God told him there was coming a billion soul harvest of one billion souls. You see, the prodigals are also on their return home. They're coming back to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The prodigals that have been in church, that have left the Lord, went into the highways and byways of wasted living, became a prodigal. They're on their way back. 2018, the summer of it, the Lord spoke to me and says, the prodigals are weeping. It's the time of their return. Begin crying out for them to return. I started crying out to my prodigal. Cheryl and I have four kids, and at the time, all four of them were prodigals in some sense. They were not going to church any longer, and all of a sudden, our, one of our sons came to the Lord, came back to the Lord, Justin. He comes home to the Father, and now he's taking his family to church. They're in a church this morning at the worship center there in Lakeland, and, uh, and he has returned. And almost about every other week, Justin will call me and say, Dad, I'm praying for you. Woo! Do you know what that does for me? They're coming home. And then Ron Teal, I don't know if anybody ever know, knew Ron Teal. Ron Teal, I saw him about two years ago in Memphis, Tennessee. It was just before the China virus broke out. And uh, I don't call it COVID. I just call it China virus. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> and Ron said, I had a dream about you two weeks ago. And I said, what, what kind of dream? He said, you were standing on a platform and you had a megaphone. And you were calling the prodigals on home. And he said, on each side of you was Chuck and Dutch and they had microphones. But your voice was stronger than theirs. And you had a microphone and you're calling the prodigals home. Uh, uh, that megaphone. And on that one side of the mega, he said it had a gold mouthpiece and a gold rim at the, at the, where the noise comes out. And uh, he said on one side was the words sound of the season. And on the other side was the word prodigals on this megaphone. And he said as you were preaching, he says this young man came down 
to the front. And he was weeping, and you went down, and you put a robe on his back, rings on his finger, and a shoes on his feet, and you said, let's kill the cow. And he said, that young man's name is Jason. Do you have a Jason in your life? I said, yeah. Justin's twin brother, his name is Jason. You see, God has our number. And my son Jason, he's on his way home to the Father. He just doesn't know it. He has no choice. He's got to return. God is going to bring your prodigals in also, in Jesus' name. Let me get the um, worship team back up here. I want to pray. Thank you, Father. Jesus, you're so awesome. Glory to God. Father, we honor you and we bless you. We thank you for the river of life. That abundant river, God. The abundant life river. God, we just give you praise and honor and glory that it flows today and it flows in here. Lord, we just decree in Jesus' name that every obstacle to that river is brought down right now in the name of Yeshua. Father, we thank you, God, that life begins coming out of that river and flowing into the region in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you, God, that your love will abound in this river. And everyone who gets in it, Lord, will be healed and touched, saved and delivered in the name of Yeshua. You ready? What you got for me? There's the river. Let's do it, man. Come on, stand. Let's get in. Let's get into this river. There is a river whose streams made blood the city of our God. Yeah. There is a river whose streams made blood the city of our God and I will rejoice Come on, just rejoice in here I will rejoice and be glad yes I will rejoice I will rejoice and be fountain that's full of grace and flows from Emmanuel's veins oh there is a fountain so full of grace 
peace that flows from Emmanuel's veins. And it came and it healed me. It came and refreshed me. It came and washed my sins away. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. Do that again. There's a fountain. There is a fountain that's full of grace and flows from Emmanuel's grace. Let it flow. There is a fountain so full of grace and it flows from Emmanuel's it came and it healed me It came and refreshed me It came and washed my sins away I will rejoice I will rejoice And be glad Yeah and I will rejoice, I will rejoice, and be glad. Now I want to pray for anyone who needs an impartation of that river in their life. Just come on down here and make me a line across. We're going to pray for anyone who needs that impartation in their life, the impartation of the river of God. Make me a straight line across here. Shela baranda la bahara makaha. La bokondo se sonde de 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 estehe. Na la bakushanda la bahasa tataha. Do bokondo. Do we have some ushers that can help catch? I need some of the guys to come help me catch. Call some of the guys, Brother Paul, Jake, Garrett. Yeah. I will reach and be glad Come on, dip into that river I will rejoice I will rejoice And be glad Lord, I just release that river right now I release that river In the name of I say deep calls unto deep. There is in the name a of Yeshua. 
Lord, I release the river. I release that river. Just drink in real deep. That's it. Hey guys, stay with me. Stay with me. I need somebody standing with me. Lord, I just released that. There is a river. Father, I bless Carolyn right now with the Father's blessing. I break off every of word curse ever spoken God. over you, Carolyn. And I, will and I decree rejoice. the life of God flows through you now. I will in the name of Yeshua. In Yes, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. In time of the return that there's a great return coming to you i'm not full i'm not sure what that means but there's a great return coming into your life in the name of yeshua come on Rejoice in the Lord. We just decree that return right now. That return in your life in Jesus' name. There's a great return that's taking place. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Father, I just release the river. I release the river, Lord. In the name of Yeshua. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. There it is. I just drink deeply. There it is. It's all over you right now. In the name of Yeshua. Just receive. Just receive. Lord, I just release the river into Jessica right now. And I just hear the Lord saying there's coming a river of cleansing on the inside of you. That there's going to be a cleansing, the Lord says, of the depth of my river is coming to you in a new way. So get ready, the Lord says, as I revamp your house. The Lord says I'm going to do an extreme makeover. That their extreme makeover is going to be a brand new Jessica 
in the name of Yeshua. And Father, I thank you that that river is flowing deeply, deeply, deeply in the name of Yeshua. Lord, I release the river in the name of Yeshua. Just drink deeply, man. Drink deeply. Yeah. We just decree the rejoicing of the Lord in this river. In the name of Yeshua, I see you playing in this river. I see you playing like a young child within the river. You're in this river right now. And the playfulness of the Lord is coming over you. In the name of Yeshua. There's going to be a new birthing of joy in this river. In the name of Yeshua. Drink deeply. Drink deeply, young man. Drink deeply. Lord, I release the river in the name of Yeshua. In the name of Yeshua. Drink deeply in Jesus' name. Yeah. Just drink deeply. Drink deeply. This river's flowing deep on the inside of you. What's your name? Taylor. Taylor? Wow. My granddaughter's name is Taylor. Pretty interesting. And I have what I'm about to tell you, I've said before. But I don't say it all the time, just to certain people. And I don't think I've said this this year. But the Lord really, really likes you. He really does. You see, the, the people that we like, we want to hang around them. He loves you. He loves everybody, but he doesn't like everybody. But he really likes you. He's going to come and spend some time with you. I want to make you aware of this. He's going to come and bring a presence upon you that you've never experienced before. So, Father, I bless Taylor in the name of Jesus with this new mantle. A mantle of your presence. Lord, I say, let her be fit today with this new mantle. Yes. In the name of Yeshua. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for doing that. In Yeshua's name. What's your name? Tana. Tana? Lord, I just bless Tana with the river. I decree the river of God flow. Flow. That's it. That's it. There it is. There it is. Just drink deeply. Drink deeply. I will reach I will reach Be glad. Lord, I 
release that river in this young lady. Drink deeply. Drink deeply. Drink deeply and watch all the birds lift in the name of Yeshua. Come this way. What's your name? Alexa? Alexis. Lord, I bless Alexis with this river, Lord, in the name of Yeshua. There it is. It's all over you right now. That river is coming on you deeper and deeper. Just drink it in. Drink it in. Have another drink this morning. Come here, young lady. What's your name? Mary. Lord, I bless Mary with the river of life. Let the river of God flow through her in a mighty way. I will rejoice. There it is. There it is, Mary. Just drink. 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 Drink deeply. Yeah. What's your name? I, I still didn't hear you. Lynn? Pat? Lord, I bless Lynn and Pat, Father. Matt, I bless them with the river of God in the name of Yeshua. And I decree that there's a flowing of a deeper river in their life. And just drink it in. It's getting, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the river get deeper right now as you're standing here. That river is getting deeper in your life. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yeah. I will rejoice. Jesus name is there somebody here that you're involved in real estate anybody here yeah miss sherry right here come here sherry I'm not sure fully what I'm seeing I'm just seeing that the Lord there's going to be an explosion of this in your life of this ministry that the Lord has placed you in it's called the ministry of real estate yep. But you're going to go and you're going to begin laying hands on houses and yep. praying over houses. But as you go, it's going to leave a deposit of Holy Spirit there. And I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to share that prayer cloth with you. But when you go into these homes, I want you to take a small prayer cloth like that. Every one of them. Hide it in there somewhere. Where the people who buy the house will not see it forever. Put it in there. It's gonna. The Holy Ghost is going to explode in their life. Cheryl and I, we just moved in a new home. I guess um, been there a little about a year and a half. And you know how the market is. Everybody's trying to get these houses, and they're outbidding. 
And we just decided we're not going to go up one single cent. And so we, when we looked at the house, the realtor wasn't watching me. And I put prayer claws all through <laughs> this house. I didn't tell anybody. And then guess who got it? We did. And Cheryl, when we move in, she's finding these little prayer claws everywhere. She, she still hasn't found them all. And uh, some of them she can't even reach. But I see you literally changing the real estate market in this region. That he's placed you there to be an agent of the kingdom. Not just an agent of real estate, but you're an agent of the kingdom. And Lord, I bless Sherry right now, Lord, with an anointing within this marketplace. Yeah, not only that, but you're also, you're also, people are going to start opening up to you and saying things to you that they shouldn't be saying, except to a counselor. And God's going to put the spirit of counsel upon you. Already done it. Well, I see it. So, Lord, just do that in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Praise God. I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Come on and be glad. Come on, let's stand across the room. I will rejoice. Yes, I will say. I will rejoice. Come on, everybody. I will rejoice. And be glad. And be glad. I will rejoice. Yes, I will sing. I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be glad. Yeah, one more time. And I will rejoice. And I will rejoice and be glad. All right, what I want you to do is I want you to grab an offering. I want you to grab an offering. Get a $100 bill. Get a $50 bill. And I want you to sow. We're going to sow into Forerunner Ministries today. Apostle Ken and Cheryl Malone. You're going to write a check to TGP. We'll keep the offering separated. All This entire offering will go directly to them. If you were blessed today, then you need to sow into what Apostle just released. Amen? I feel the river, guys. I feel it. I feel it. It's, it's stirring. I was standing here and couldn't even, couldn't even stand almost. I was looking for Jacob. Come and get me. So... Everybody, let's do this. Everybody stand, grab an offering. We're going we're gonna to pray over the offering here. And on the way out, there's buckets in the back. You'll put them in the, in the bucket there. I think there's buckets in the back. Oh, they're up here. They're up here. Excuse me. All right. Are y'all ready to give? You got your $100? You got your $100 seed? You got your $50 seed? Amen. And whatever else you need to give. $1,000, $2,000. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that we're able to give into this ministry today. Father, we receive this word today. Father, we are the river. And Father, we thank you for the layers of the river, the, the, the levels of the river. And Father, we choose to be in over our heads. <laughs> Say I'm in over my head. So Father, we just thank you for this word and the apostle and his wife. We ask you to bless this offering, multiply it so that nations can be saved in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Everybody said, 
Give your offering now there in the back or up front. We love you guys. We'll see you tonight at 6 o'clock uh, for service. Ma'am? Okay. Now, um, get here early. We, are, we I know there's a, a, we have a church coming from north, up north. We have pastors coming, so get here early tonight. I'm going to save this, this row right here behind uh, Apostle for Pastors. But everybody else, get here early. Come ready to worship. It's going to be a powerful night. When Apostle was speaking about the river and it was flowing, I could see the floor of the river. And there were stones. And the river kept rising up. I saw it rising up to her ankles. When you mentioned the loins, it was up. And then it started going above our heads. And the Holy Spirit said, you can breathe in my river. You can speak. You can sing. My river allows you to do that. So even though it went over our heads, that you could function as if you were outside of the river. Because God, river, does that. Everybody say yes. Yes, amen. We'll see you guys tonight at 6. Be ready to go. We're going to flow in the Holy Ghost, and it's going to be a great night. See you later on today. God bless you.